We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Mark Hockman. You know what? I might get a breast reduction. Shut up, you jag off. Channing Crowder. Go the spinner. Chicken and cheese is an aphrodisiac. Alejandro Solana. Rudy Go back. Those are your weather. You look slightly zooted. I might have tailgated a little bit. Sports. Thursday night football. You can watch it on your ring doorbell. I had some whoopee in a bunch of Waffle House parking lot. Is milk liquid cow? Mr. Unlimited. More sports. There's pork, but sometimes you got to eat poke. It's raining. Testicles! The most sports. If you're in a pickle, just call Twickle. What's going on here? I ain't getting no action last night. The Huckman and Crowder extravaganza begins now. It is the Hawkman and Crowder Dance Hour. <laughs> you dancing? Everybody get up and dance. I'm jamming. Remember how we had an idea to do the show once with the sound of a live audience where we were going to have a laugh track and applause and <laughs> it's a great idea. Um, and we're, we've got it on the circle back list, by the way, so we are going to circle back on that. But... What if we did one hour of a show, or an entire show, just as the Hockman and Crowder dance party? I like it. All right, crank it up, Solana. Let's do it today. Nothing going on. Okay, now switch. I'm so tempted to leave right now and go get the Celsius and put them in the freezer, Solana. Just play the music. (laughs) You got two minutes and 30 seconds. You can't play the whole song, so you the DJ if it's a dance party. Right. All right. So we lost, it. we lost interest. He didn't change the song fast enough. I need a laugh track. I want to do that. I do, too. It's a brilliant idea. But... It's going to require a little bit of planning. I found out today, I came to the studio today, I found out today that Solana, if he thinks that we're not going to be in studio, he shows up one minute before the show starts. Mm. I didn't realize that he wasn't here preparing for the show, so I'm looking around for him for a couple hours. Waltz is in. It was like 158. 
these young kids. It's not true, though. <laughs> it's just it's flat out not true. I've been here since 1045. I may have gotten here at 158. I, I think I may have gotten that backwards. <laughs> you beat me by my usual minute. Where, uh, where are you? You're in New York? Yes, Jersey. All right. Yeah. Did you go out in the Big Apple last night? No, I didn't because it's sleeting and it's raining and mm. frozen mixed rain. It's terrible. That's no fun. This is wild to me. Uh, what, what are we, Wednesday today? Um, Monday, just to give a little bit of the, the history. Monday, the Bengals were one-point underdogs to the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. And then by the end of Monday, the Bengals, it was pick em, and then the Bengals were favored. Then yesterday... The Bengals, no? Do I have that wrong? No, I, I just don't understand what you're doing right now. i got to be honest here, Hawk. And I would mean? never interject to start the show. No, I don't think you wouldn't. You're opening up with Bengals Chiefs today? Well, what do you want? Well, here's, here. okay. So here's, I really didn't want to pull the curtain open this far. But I thought you'd be here creating a Bam out of bio montage so when we started the show, we'd celebrate Bam. Mm-hmm. When I found out that you only got here at 158, <laughs> I realized you had nothing prepared for Bam out of bio. So my guess is now you want to start with Bam, and you're going to play some one sound effect, one highlight, or one horn blaring. So go ahead. I'll shift gears, obviously, because you want to talk about Bam out of bio so badly that you have put in a ton of show prep for this. Bam comes up, sets a screen right, slips it. Double team on Tyler, got it to Bam. Bam, jumper from the free throw line. Splash! He's got 30. There you go. So you put that together, what happened? Jimmy cut that up last night and you just found it? Yep, we can I mean, did I, did I nail, though, exactly what transpired there? Thank you, got you, Solana. I- <laughs> Because that's what I I expected. I know I walk in, you know, and he's early, and I see the waveforms on the on the audio session, and I know he's putting together something big. But I figured you were going to be through the roof about Bam Adebayo, but all you did was get a highlight that I'm sure Tobin played 18 times today, is my guess. Yeah, it's a good call. Let's get back to the AFC title game, actually. So Monday, the Bengals <laughs> are underdogs. But it is funny how we all know each other very well. <laughs> yes. I, the moment he opened his mic, I knew what he was going to say. And I had had that plan because I was shocked that I didn't see you making a montage today. But I wasn't going <laughs> to bring it up until you just tried to throw me under the bus. Um, but I do, I do want to talk about Bam. Uh, but the Bengals, yesterday, at one point, they were two-and-a-half-point favorites. And then we started thinking, okay, well, maybe we should bet Kansas City getting the points on Sunday. Now it's back down to one. Now the Bengals are one-point favorites. So it's a it's a very strange line that's going on. There's a lot of movement in this Bengals-KC line for Sunday. Yeah, I think as no, nobody knows the Patrick Mahomes health. Right. Well, I mean, again, if Patrick Mahomes is deemed out, it's going to go to six or seven. If he's significantly injured and we just don't know that's why you don't have KC as a runaway favorite and by the way Joe Burrow is playing some unbelievable football so yeah and that's the thing if he's if he's healthy we know the line if he's out we know the line 
he's what is he seventy three percent or forty one percent? That's right. where I think this this line move is coming from. So we'll keep an eye on it for the rest of today and also Thursday and Friday, and we'll see what happens. Uh, everybody is talking about Bam today, and he did a great job making a case for himself on national TV last night for why he should be on the all-star team. But it strikes me as one of these things where now we're even more certain that he needs to be on the all-star roster. And for whatever reason, that seems to play against him in this scenario. I don't know why. He even said, uh, who was doing the post-game interview on TNT yesterday? Did you see that highlight, Solana? Who was that? Was that... um, I saw who it was on the court. Was it Jared Greenberg? It's Jared something. I think it's Jared Greenberg. Um, Because Ian Eagle was on the call, and I had texted him this morning, but he's traveling all day today. But Bam said, I belong in Utah. You know, not playing for the Jazz, but for the All-Star weekend. Um, And then uh, um, it was, you know, it got got a little dicey. Solana had kind of called it yesterday because everyone was out for Boston. So he said, of course, it'll be a barn burner. And uh, it's exactly what it was. Jason Tatum stunk. Right there at the end, I told Solana, oh, why didn't you remind me to get Cornbread Maxwell on the show today? I don't know. I texted you about it yesterday, and you didn't seem too, uh, too quick to respond. So I just Well, no, you said we'd have elsewhere. Cornbread on yeah. tomorrow, so I didn't, I didn't know you needed a soliloquy back. And then I think, I don't know if you texted me or tweeted us, um, Cornbread got a box of donuts to go because they have them there at the arena. And so, and he had that at his broadcast, like you were right next to him. He went at halftime, he came back, and he had one hand on that donut box <laughs> from the third through the fourth quarter. The second the, the clock struck zero, the buzzer sounded, Cornbread grabbed, <laughs> he threw his headphones down, he grabbed that dozen box yeah. of donuts, and he bolted he to the exit. There you go. All right. <laughs> I wanted to have him on. I totally forgot. But Did you talk to him, Solana? Did you say something? Yeah. I, I, I said hello, but... I, I didn't get to properly introduce myself because I'm on pregame and I can't talk to him until the game starts and then he's on. And then at halftime, I'm on. And then after the game, I'm on as well, immediately after the game. So I never had a, a proper chance to introduce myself as Alejandro Solana from the Hawkman and Crowder show. But he was messing with Jack, so like I got to I gave him a fist bump or whatever and he kinda of was just nice to me, like, Oh, who's this kid? Being, you should have walked past him and gone, you know, taking a box of, of donuts home from work, uh, blacklist, yes or no, you know. I, I wanted to bring up the blacklist, yeah. like, hey, I'm the guy from the show with the blacklist. But I also, I don't know, like, h- how does that sound when it's not in the proper context? Right, if he doesn't recall at that very moment because he's in game mode, mm-hmm. does he just yeah. take you out with one swing, which he could. <laughs> he is you know, big, bro. <laughs> Cornbread yeah. is big. You know what would have been the move is for you to ask for a donut. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story I want. Hey, Brad. Brad, let me get a donut. Let me hold a donut, Brad. Get <laughs> your own damn donuts. Hell, hell I look like. Uh, so we'll talk about Bam out of bio today. We'll talk some NFL. Ben Volin, senior NFL writer for the Boston Globe. He's going to join us. Joe Zagaki is going to join us today. He was in Tallahassee last night. The, uh, the Canes broke that nine-game losing streak to FSU and hoops. So uh, Canes did their thing last night. And then a uh, couple things going on Dolphins-wise. Uh, Vic Fangio is apparently in town. I mean, I know they're interviewing him today. I'm guessing it's not over Zoom. My guess is that he's in town. So I feel like we should stalk him the way we did Peyton Manning when he <laughs> dared to come down here for a couple of hours and we sent out every news plane that was in South Florida. 
Um, I know we like fangs, Hawk, but is, is this acquisition a Peyton Manning acquisition? Oh, I mean, this supersedes that by a mile. This is huge. <laughs> just for our show. Not for yes. the Dolphins. This is just for our show <laughs> to have fangs. We have uh, uh, fangs is now a MiamiDolphin.com, and we bought that several years ago. So we've been waiting to, to roll that out. And then there's this video going around on social media of Tom Brady visiting um, a private school here in Miami for his kids. Now, I will give you some context. Tom Brady and Giselle, they have lived down here for a while, and uh, I don't think him visiting the school has anything to do with what his future is with the Dolphins, but I remember doing this with LeBron and others when you put the breadcrumbs together at the end and you go, hmm, that did make some sense. So there is some video of Tom Brady uh, was it Country Day that he's uh, that he's visiting? Yeah. Miami Country Day School, right up the block from here. It's like yeah. five minutes away. Yeah. yeah, so I might do a segment from there, Crowder, later on today. Going up there, and I, I'm going to read the tea leaves. He wants to be around his babies. He's he, he flew down here to check out their school. There's a team down here that's interested. There's an owner that went to Michigan. I'm 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 putting it together. Interesting. So anyway, lots going on. Let's get headlines here. With our friends celebrating Bam out of bio with a highlight, Alejandro Solana. <laughs> this is apropos of nothing, but I because we were talking about Peyton Manning there, is this acquisition of Fangs better? And for our show, strictly because his nickname is Fangs, it is. And I was wondering, does Peyton Manning have a nickname? So I just Googled it quickly. Do either of you know if Peyton Manning That's has a, a nickname? That's a great call. Like to be that great an athlete. Well, he does. An, he, he does. He does. But I didn't even know this was his nickname. It's not an insulting one. Yeah. It's not like the forehead or something. <laughs> no, but yuck, it should be yuck body. Yuck, yuck body. <laughs> I don't think yuck body is uh, oh. not exactly Black Mamba. <laughs> uh, he has a nickname. He, I typed in Peyton Manning, and before it could even spell Nick, it came up already. So this is his nickname. What is it? The sheriff. <laughs> it is apparently. Come he's on, the no one. That can't be his nickname. No one's ever called him that. <laughs> There's memes of him dressed as a sheriff from like the uh, Prohibition era. As that's well. that's pretty staggering to be that great an athlete, Hall of Fame from the moment you start till the moment you finish, and not have a nickname in sports. That's pretty. Uh... Um, no, a lot of great people don't have nicknames. Are you sure? What's Bron's nickname? King James. King James. Who was MJ just MJ? Yeah, and he was Air Jordan as well. Hmm. Montana? I'm telling you, I, I, I think no. Joey. <laughs> that's, that's just his name. Are you sure? I think that was I think that was his nickname. Like Jerry Rice. Walter oh, Payton was sweetness. Jer. That was a good one. Everybody loved Jer. <laughs> no. Interesting. I I will go with more Hall of Famers don't have nicknames. No, stop it. For sure. dare you. Ridiculous. I'm going to look some of these up. Jerry Rice has to have a nickname. Right? He's one of the greatest football players of all time. There's no way that his nickname is Jerry. (laughs) Jerry. And don't give me initials because everybody does that. Well, but like with MJ, like that was... You know, his nickname, also Air Jordan. Yeah, the man and it with was the a hands. nickname of a girl on a Spider-Man movie. Jerry Rice. Her name was Mary Jane. Nicknamed World. Huh? It says that Jerry Rice's nickname was World. Because he covers the world? I guess. I don't know. 
I, I'm just telling you. I think every I think everybody has nicknames. Nicknamed World because of his superb catching ability, his accomplishments, and numerous records. Oof. What about Larry Bird? Um, Larry Legend. And Joe Montana was Joe Cool before Joe Burrow. Hmm. You know what? I don't know. Moss, I, you know, I, I got to research this. This is something This is something I'm going on the old online for. Although somebody texts in, how do you guys not know that he's been called sheriff since like year three? You guys are crazy. Maybe we just don't know it. Like maybe if you ask most sports fans, what's Peyton Manning's nickname? They go, sheriff, of course. No, because I played against Peyton. We just, that wasn't one thing. Oh, I mean, stop it. What that wasn't the sheriff. I mean, come on. You, you were worried about his nickname? And you got, no, I was worried about him beating our ass like I know, he did multiple that's what I'm times. Saying. Which he did, by the way. He got blown out on Monday Night Football <laughs> to the Colts. Oh, I was there. Thank you. Dallas Clark. That, yeah, he, that's he saw lot, him open. That's Alana has a montage for. Strange. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know who was on Dallas Clark that game, huh? You? Aiken Adele. Aiken Adele is my guy. <laughs> Another montage that Solana has ready at the go, a Nick and Adele montage. Doesn't have one for Bam last night, though. Um, let's start with headlines. are driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Super Center. So the Heat win last night. Bam was incredible. They'll host the Magic on Friday night here at the Heat house. Canes hoops. They blow out FSU last night. Yeah, they needed that. The beatdown. Uh, that's Coach L's 112th ACC victory that moves him into the top 10 all-time in ACC wins. Let's go. Dude's a legend. Panthers, they lose 7-6 in overtime to the Penguins yesterday. You know what? It was uh, it was a great point that they got. They need to uh, accumulate points. Obviously, you'd rather get two than one, but I'll give the Panthers props last night because you're playing against Sid the Cross, and you got a young guy, Alex Lyon, in there, and... Uh, you know, it was what it was, but they got a point. They'll host the LA Kings on Friday night. That's I, probably one of the Mount Rushmore nicknames, right? In sports, Crossman. Sid, Sid the Cross. Yeah. Crossman. <laughs> Crossman. <laughs> um, there's an update on the Dolphins' defensive coordinator search. Uh, I have info on all the new candidates, but four candidates total have been linked thus far. We know about Vic Fangio. Now, Chris Richard is also being linked, and uh, he's expected to interview for the job. He's a Saints co-defensive coordinator and defensive backs coach. And uh, Seahawks associate head coach and defensive assistant Sean Desai also reportedly interviewing for the position. So that's Anthony Campamil, who we heard earlier this week, Vic Fangio, who reportedly interviewed today, mm-hmm. Sean Desai and Chris Richard. And Crowder, I think Chris Richard played in Miami in 2005 as a cornerback. I don't know if it was before you got drafted or after, but he was a member of the Dolphins. Chris Richard. With a K. K-R-I-S. And for me to have to look him up, he didn't make a big impact on my <laughs> life. So I don't know if he was here. I see a picture All out there. Right. Uh, your weather from the DeMesman and Dover Law Firm, your com. Call them 866-954-MORE. It's a pretty decent afternoon in South Florida. It's around 80 degrees. Tonight, the lows will be in the low 70s. That's your weather. All right, let's ask Ben Volen as the first question. He is an NFL writer for one of the top newspapers in the country, the Boston Globe. Let's ask him right off the bat. you got to remind me, Solana. 
like 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 you remind me remind me about uh, Cornbread Maxwell, who would have been coming up next had you reminded me. Um, remind me. Let's ask him first question. What is Peyton Manning's nickname? Okay. Mm-hmm. Got right. it. All right. He will not know. Um, I mean, he's an NFL writer. But no, that did not pick up. Let's let's see. Let's okay. see. Let's All make right. a bet on it. Well, I think he knows. So you think he doesn't know? No, I don't think he knows. All right. What do you want to bet? Thousand dollars? <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm texting him immediately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he goes. Loading the deck. <laughs> I'm a hustler. <laughs> Um, all right, Ben Volan is next. Let me talk about Dave and Buster's. Yo, you got the, the big games on Sunday. You got AFC, NFC championship games. Sunday, Dave and Buster's in Hollywood. That is the place to be. I always say it is the absolute best place to watch a game. And, of course, football, but also basketball and hockey and combat sports and, you know, whatever interests you. So I always say they have a 42-foot TV there. So Sunday, you plant yourself, whether you're in the the dining area where the 42-foot TV is located, or even the sports bar, which has so many TVs you don't know what to do with, but you also have a perfect view of the 42-foot TV. You just plant yourself there for the afternoon. You enjoy some of the Dave & Buster's food, the great drinks that they have, the games in the midway, and then you watch both football games on the best screens in all of South Florida. So Dave & Buster's in Hollywood. I am telling you, you will not be disappointed between the hundreds of TVs, the amazing games in the midway, the delicious food and drinks. I am telling you, if you're hanging out with friends and watching some games or you're looking for a place to hang out with the family, you're not going to go wrong at Dave & Buster's in Hollywood, talking at the one in Oakwood Plaza. So it's uh, just east of I-95 between Sterling and Sheridan. Dave & Buster's, the Oakwood Plaza in Hollywood. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. You can eat onion rings as a vegetarian, right? Yeah, 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 I'm onion ring guy. Hawk and Crowder. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Ben Volan is the senior NFL writer for the Boston Globe. And uh, he's on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. And, Volan, we were talking earlier 
I don't know. How did you come up with this, Solana? Where, where did this come from? We were talking about Vic Fangio. Right. And uh, some... So Peyton Manning pops into your head. Oh, no. Oh, that now. I... No, no, no. But he, he was at Denver. Um, but Peyton, so Vic Fangio was supposedly in town. And if you remember a few seasons ago, a few, a few seasons ago, feels like last year. Um, I was on the Levitard show. <laughs> this was years ago. This was over 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Peyton Manning is visiting Miami, and there's the thought that he might come play here, and he's swarmed by TV helicopters, and he never comes back to Miami ever, ever again. But anyway, Solana said, do you know what Peyton Manning's nickname is? And then Crowder and I were thinking, like, I don't think he has a nickname, which is weird for a, a superstar. So I'll ask you, Ben Volan, NFL expert, what is Peyton Manning's nickname? I have this weird feeling. Is it the sheriff? Wow. Now, did you tell oh. him, Solana? I did not tell him. All right. No one fed you that? No, hands to God, he did not feed me. I've seen that, like, on his Wikipedia, uh, on his, like, pro football um, reference page, maybe. It has, like, guys' nicknames. Yeah, it's not a common one, but I've, I've seen that the sheriff is his nickname. I, I, I've been in his presence a few times. I've never seen anyone actually call him. Hey, Sheriff, what's up, man? But there but, are, like, a bunch of people have texted me, like, you guys don't know anything about football if you don't know his nickname is not, <laughs> you know, is the Sheriff. But I'm like, I, I don't think I've ever heard that before, but apparently a lot of people have, so. Well, that is the barrier between whether you know something about football <laughs> or know nothing about football, whether whether you know that that's his nickname. So you have failed that test. <laughs> I think I did fail that test. I think you failed that test as well, Crowder. <laughs> they yeah. set some crazy parameters on us now, boy. Goodness. What about uh, Jerry Rice? Do you know if Jerry Rice has a nickname, Ben? Um, no, but my friend growing up had this awesome poster. Uh, it said, like, Jerry, be quick, and he was jumping over Candlestick Park. Oh, um, that's cool. But, no, what would – I mean – On on Wikipedia – He was the original GOAT. He was the original GOAT before Tom Brady, though. On Wikipedia, it says World. That he, he was his nickname was World. That's stupid. <laughs> yes. Well, quite the visceral reaction there. But <laughs> well, Ben, this well, we, this got into when we were talking earlier that if you're a top athlete, if you're like you're talking about the goat, all of them have nicknames. I don't. I think it's the other way around. I think random people have nicknames. It has nothing to do with how good you are. <laughs> but most great athletes have a nickname. Uh, the one that always sticks out to me is uh, Doug Martin, the muscle hamster. Uh, he's not necessarily a great player. I, I don't know where you – yeah, I'm not necessarily falls into the category of great athlete. <laughs> Actually, you know where this really came from is Vic, Fan, Vic Fangio is Fangs, and we are in love with that nickname. We love Fangs. What? Fangs. Um, so, anyway, I, I do want to talk some football here. Ben Volan, senior NFL writer for the Boston Globe. <laughs> do you like the idea of Vic Fangio to the Dolphins? You know, and wasn't that the plan with Sean Payton? Apparently, didn't Dave Hyde write that, that uh, with Payton coming, Fangio was going to be the defensive coordinator? So, obviously, it seems like Chris Greer has had his eye on this guy for a while, and his defenses have always been very good uh, in Denver. Defense was never the problem. It was always quarterback. Um, so, yeah, Vic Fangio, I know he's maybe on the older side, but um great defensive coordinator and look i think josh boyer had his uh bright spots as well so i'm i don't want to besmirch him by any stretch but vic fangio his defense has always performed very well he's a a very much a proven defensive coach um so you know you you get 
Mike McDaniel running that offense, you get a, a bit of a more stout defense. Hopefully Tua can stay healthy, and maybe the Dolphins are right back at it next year. But, um, you know, obviously they're counting a lot on it's. You know, the defensive coordinator change will be good, but still all, all obviously going to be about Tua and whether he can stay healthy and all that. And, Ben, it's funny you say that Vic's on the older side because – the concept that I was saying, and I don't know, it probably I know where it comes from. It stems from the delay of game penalties in the wild card game with, you know, a new head coach, McDaniel, making that mistake, and it was flat out a mistake. And now they start talking about Vic Fangio being, and I'm like, oh, that's great. Get an older guy, an established guy, you know, in the building to help out McDaniel with those, you know, game management, clock management things. But then Hawk brings up Chan Gailey, who is 98 years old, and he couldn't help <laughs> Not that old. Adam Gase with his thing. Like that concept of these young coaches need an old guy there with them because they've been through it all. Do you believe in that concept? I mean, I think you need someone in the press box that you trust whose only job is to um, look at challenge decisions and timeouts and clock management. I mean, Bill Belichick had Ernie Adams for 20 years, and that was like their secret sauce. He had – Ernie Adams was up in the press box crunching all the numbers and, and telling Belichick, you know, the, the, all the all the secrets. So um, I think every coach does need someone like that. I don't think it should be your defensive coordinator. He's busy enough on game day coaching the defense. Um, so I, I don't think if you're bringing Vic Fangio, I don't think it's about giving Mike McDaniel uh, some help with co- clock management. I think if Mike McDaniel really needs someone like that, he should hire someone like that specifically – for that job, and and I cut I cut McDaniel some slack. I mean, they were there was a lot of confusion as to what down it was there. Someone told them it was first down, whether it was a coach or an official or something. It wasn't just a typical, you know, dysfunctional sideline. They they at least had some reason to believe that it was going to be first down there. So I, I cut McDaniel a little bit of slack, and I think big picture they went you know played the Bills pretty tough with their third string quarterback. So I give him a lot of credit for that. But, uh, no, if you're bringing in Fangio, it's to improve the defense. It's not to do clock management and to help McDaniel out. Now, there is some rumors about bringing in another old guy, uh, Tom Brady. And so there was this uh, – I'm going to ask you this, and I, I, I don't I, – I, I have a tough time believing that there's any validity to this. But there was, there was some social media posts today of Tom Brady visiting a private school in Miami – and a lot of people, yeah. So a lot of people, you know, want to do the the one plus one equals two, even though he lives down here. So it, it's not that out of out of the the world that he's visiting a private school. But would you take a one season flyer on Tom Brady if you're the Dolphins? If he's done in Tampa, he lets it be known to Stephen Ross or Chris Greer. Yes, you know I'm interested in coming down there. Yes, you know I've had an interest in uh, ownership later on in my life and. Yeah, I'd like to play a season. Do you, do you even do? You, do you do you do you follow up on that at all? So what's funny is I, I think the Dolphins should have done it last year, but now that now that we've seen Tua play pretty well with this offense, and given that you know there's every reason to believe that he's going to be okay from his concussions and he can come back and be fine next year, um, and you see what he costs. I mean, it's like four million dollars. So for all those reasons, I would pass on Tom Brady. It's definitely tempting, but you've got a pretty good thing going with Tua. You might as well give him one more year to prove himself. It doesn't make sense at this point to bring in Brady and kind of cast Tua aside, unless you're totally done with him, which I don't, 
I don't think anyone in the football operation would be. This, to me, would be strictly an ownership type of move. And I I think Brady makes sense for a bunch of teams, but I don't know. I, I think with where they are with Tua, it's worth giving him – like, I personally, I think they're going to decline the fifth-year option on Tua because I don't think they, they need to do that. They don't need to guarantee that money, but it's still worth giving him – the chance to to play this year and and or in twenty three and to prove himself, so I would not I would take a pass if I were the Dolphins on Tom Brady, but I definitely think Brady still has a lot left in the tank and is going to be a good quarterback for someone next year. I just I, last year before Tua had proven himself a little bit, I would have done it. Now that he's shown he could play in McDaniel's offense, I would give him one more season. But, Ben, is, is Brady for sure leaving? Because I don't know anything. I'm just reading the tea leaves, like Hawk always says. They I've fired never, Byron. I've never Byron, said that. Uh, I've never said that. <laughs> you, you said it earlier in the show. I have why I started never saying said thing. reading the tea leaves. You I've, said whatever the tea, tra- no, trap teas, the no, tea No, I said breadcrumbs. I, am, I have you never. You said tea leaves. I have never. <laughs> You're doing this because I'm out of town. I have You're doing never. this. Because I'm out of town. I have never in my life said, let's read the tea leaves. I'm like, <laughs> He's lying, Ben. I'm, I'm reading tea leaves because Hawk I'm, reads I tea leaves. I refuse to move on until you acknowledge <laughs> that I have never. Solana, have I ever said reading you the tea leaves? You said it earlier. Solana. Crowder, he's never said. <laughs> I've the never tea leaves. said that. He, I, I do mean, not want to be the guy referred to as the guy who always says reading the tea leaves. Let me see. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going back on Odyssey. I'm gonna get my play back. I'm gonna have it for y'all soon. Okay, Ben. Somebody random, a little white dude I know, says reading the tea leaves. <laughs> but when, when they when they fired, but speaking of Tampa, when they fired Byron Leftwich. I don't think they would have done that if Tom wanted to stay with Byron. So is there a way that he stays in Tampa? Because when they when they fired Byron, I was like, hmm, I think this might be something the organization's doing for Tom. Because if Tom, if Tom liked Byron, they wouldn't have fired him to try to bring him back. Yeah, I would agree that you could read the Bucks sacking all their coaches as a way to appease Tom Brady. And that is an organization that has proven – over the last three years, that they will do whatever it takes to make Tom Brady happy. They they will do whatever he wants, bring in his play, his favorite players, fire the head coach, Tom, whatever you need, we will get it done. So that is definitely a team that will do whatever it takes to keep Brady, and so I would never count out the Bucks. That said, I do think he's got his eyes elsewhere. The Bucks, you know, there's a lot of transition coming there. I'm just not sure – that's a team that Brady wants to come back to. I mean, social life, I mean, for his personal life, you know, the fact that his kids are in Miami, being in Tampa does make things a lot easier. So you, you definitely can't count Tampa out. I think the Raiders are obvious. Um, the 49ers, maybe, but with the way that Brock Purdy's playing, they're kind of like the, the Dolphins. I wouldn't change course just for Tom Brady if I were the 49ers. You know, the Titans are definitely a possibility. Maybe the Panthers. Maybe the Colts. I think the Jets make some sense. They're a quarterback away, and they're they're not in a position to draft one again. So Brady in New York City would certainly be interesting, and back in the AFC East. So I, I do think there's a spot for him. Uh, Raiders, I think most likely, but um, y- you know you can't count out the Bucks because they will do whatever it takes to to make Tom Brady happy. Uh, let me ask you about another quarterback. What's the overall feeling on Dak Prescott in Dallas? Because that Crowder and I have disagreed about Dak Prescott for a couple of seasons now, but I, I I wonder what the feeling is in Dallas. I think he's just good enough, just good enough to to 
keep everyone uh, intrigued, but then, you know, look, he's not, he's only 29 years old and in quarterback parlance that can still, you might not even reach your prime until your, your mid thirties, but he's got one playoff win under his belt in his career. So that is, that's where your legacy is made. And that's what Cowboy fans want. I mean, it's been 27 years since they've been to the NFC championship game. So I, I think, there's look there's no shame in losing to the 49ers that, that was a heck of a defense um but it's just you know this is a guy who never seems to rise to the occasion and uh the cowboy fans have been patient I, the, you know it's not like you're going to just replace Dak Prescott so I, I think he's pretty safe um and you know he's probably a top 15 quarterback you just you want to be a top eight or a top six quarterback and he's just not there so um you know, he's a guy who's good enough to win you games and get you in the playoffs. He's certainly proven that. But the postseason is where you make your money, and he and the Cowboys just keep coming up short. And another quarterback that, you know, is hitting the news now and, you know, should be is Lamar Jackson. I'm hearing trade rumors to Atlanta, trade rumors to Carolina. Um, there's a report with NBC Sports said that he refused a $133 million contract, but some boys are getting 250 $300 million contracts. What happens to Lamar? And I would say, why doesn't the, the Ravens respect him like he was a past NFL MVP? You know, the, the Ravens have the franchise tag at their disposal, and it's a, a great weapon. And why, you know, Deshaun Watson was able to get his contract because he had the leverage. And in this situation, Lamar Jackson just doesn't have the same leverage. And it's like, yeah, he turned down $133 million, but we don't know the actual details of the contract. So it's really hard to assess, you know, what exactly Lamar has turned down and what he hasn't. But he, he wants a top-of-the-line deal, and it's his right to want that. He's a former MVP. He's one of the most dynamic players in the NFL. And the Ravens are right, you know, to A, they have the franchise tag, which, you know, artificially kind of suppresses Lamar Jackson's market. And I think they have some concerns about, you know, Lamar as a pocket passer and his durability and, and things like that. And, we'll, you know, we'll see. They, they were playing really nice at the press conference after the playoff game um, with Lamar Jackson, just over the top almost with platitudes and, and niceties and, and uh, making, you know, saying they had no problem with him skipping the playoff game and this and that. You know, I do wonder if they're just kind of, buttering it up to, to set up a trade market for Lamar Jackson. But uh, I fully expect them to, A, put they're going to put the franchise tag on him, the exclusive tag. He's going to pay him $45 million this year, which is pretty nice. It's just not the long-term security that Jackson wants. And then Jackson, my guess is he probably won't sign it for a while. He's going to sit out of training camp, and it'll be a whole, a whole story. And it's not a holdout because he won't have signed his contract, so they can't the Ravens won't be able to find him, but I think we're just we're in for a long summer of Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Raven contract talk. It's the Ravens don't want to pay him. Lamar seems pretty steadfast and wanting to get paid. I, I strap in. I think we're going to be hearing about this story for a long time. Ben Volan, senior NFL writer for the Boston Globe. Who's the best quarterback left in the playoffs right now? Man, I love Joe Burrow. Uh, every week I see Joe Burrow, I, I, I like him more and more. And he's just so cool and confident and makes it look easy. And what they did in the snow in Buffalo last week was, I mean, he makes Seinfeld sweatpants look cool. <laughs> he's wearing those after the game. I love Joe Burrow. So, you know, it's funny, in my preseason predictions, um, I had the Bengals being, like, 
Super Bowl hangover, missing the playoffs, you know, an eight and nine season. I could not have been more wrong. He's the Bengals are awesome. They've got this cockiness to him right now that that's actually pretty fun to watch. Joe Burrow's awesome. He's got great talent. I'm all aboard the Bengals train right now. Even with a healthy Patrick Mahomes, Joe's still the best. I mean, Mahomes is up there. You can't. <laughs> it's it's like one and, and one A and one B, but. Yeah. yeah, I love Burrow. I think he's just – he's everything you want in a franchise quarterback. He he makes so many great plays. He's tough. They win on the road. He makes plays in the fourth quarter. Like, he's just awesome. And and Mahomes is great, too, so you, you can't go wrong. But I, I give me Joe Burrow. I love that guy. And quickly, the, the comparison, because I just saw on ESPN all week because they're arguing Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and you're right. You're arguing. You're splitting hairs there, 1A, 1B. But the comparison to Tom Brady, and you cover Tom your entire career, the comparison Joe Burrow to Tom Brady, is that, is, is that, is that a good one? I love it, <laughs> to be honest. Joe Burrow has some quotes. Or if you close your eyes and didn't know who said them, it sounds just like Brady talking about how much you know they relish practicing whenever it rains outside or snows. Like, oh, let's make sure we go outside and practice and get the reps in. It's, just, it's the same stuff that Brady was saying for, for 20 years in New England. And um, – you know, but, but I, I like the comparison better because they're the, a similar type player. It's not like Joe Burrow, uh, you know, has a cannon for an arm or um, is fast. You know, Mahomes is such a unique player. Um, so it, it's it, it's the comparison to Brady. Just, I mean, when you, when you talk about accomplishments, uh, certainly Mahomes has the, the early Super Bowl title and Joe Burrow has a long way to go. But getting to the Super Bowl in his second year and a, a second AFC championship game now and maybe another Super Bowl. He's he's certainly setting a path for a lot of success in his career. So as far as like the lineage, to me it goes from like Montana to Brady and maybe now to Burrow as just like the cool customer, always delivers in the fourth quarter, always cool in the pocket, always, you know, very cocky and, and comfortable with himself. Like Joe Burrow is is right in that lineage to me. I mean, what happened to the Ben Volan that we knew? The guy wants to cut Mike McDaniel some slack. He said Tua is so good, you should pass on Tom Brady. Is what is Ben Volan being held hostage somewhere? Where is the Ben Volan that gets all the texters irate by the end of his appearance? <laughs> I don't understand. What, he pulled the old okie doke on us, Crowder. I don't know what happened here. Well, there you He's go. He's just reading the tea leaves. <laughs> He's reading the tea leaves. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I think that is? I think that is the assumption that an old white man like me with no hair would say read the tea leaves because it's an old man saying. So I think you just, whenever you've heard that from anywhere, you just superimpose my face over whoever's saying that. Huck? But I just, to, I just wanted to make it clear that it's not actually me that says reading the tea leaves. <laughs> is that what I'm you did? It. You go to hell. I, I've, ne- I've never. Buzz Aldrin said it at his <laughs> wedding the other day. It wasn't me. <laughs> ben Volan from the Boston Globe. Thanks, Ben. All right, boys. Thank you. <laughs> there you go, Ben Volan. Ben, I called him Bun Volan. When? <laughs> I think I called him Bun. <laughs> Bun Volan. Be a great burger play if he was like super famous. Call it Bun Volan. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. To a tag of Leo. Hawk and Crowder. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.